Lisney, Ireland's leading full-service property advisory company. Welcome to the Lisney Property Podcast, your update on all things happening across the Irish property market. I'm Breda Brown and today I'm joined by Martin O'Halloran, who's a surveyor in the Industrial and Development Land Department at Lisney. Within this role, he has responsibility for dealing with sales, acquisitions and valuations of industrial and development properties. Martin also has significant experience in undertaking statutory valuations, rent reviews and lease renewals across a wide range of complex and specialist properties. Martin, you're very welcome. And firstly, how did COVID-19 affect the development land market? COVID-19 was a significant shock to the development land market, uh, particularly the closure of building sites for several weeks and the uncertainty around how house prices would perform. Um, from what we had seen, there was some deals that would that were agreed but not signed in March uh, were put on hold. Some fell through and uh, others were re-agreed. I suppose to put it into context, um, the price a developer would pay for any residential development opportunity will depend on three things. Um, the first one would be their assessment of the planning potential on the site. The second would be the gross development value uh, and the third would be the likely construction costs. Um, the two key unknowns for COVID and how they would perform were the gross development value, which is essentially residential sales prices, and what effect uh, social distancing measures would have on, on construction costs. This look did cause some up- upheaval and uncertainty. Um, however, as the country exited lockdown and building sites were back up and running, um, it became clear that construction sites were able to operate effectively under COVID guidelines and the pent-up demand to purchase and lease residential units hadn't gone away. Um, I suppose from Lisney's point of view, the their new homes department would have had one of the busiest um, summers ever in terms of dealing with this pent-up demand. And I suppose overall in, in the market, this did provide uh, confidence for developers to move forward on some smaller residential development opportunities over the last few months. So it sounds like we're in a good place then going into the end of the year. Yes, look, at, I suppose um, the fact that residential sales prices and, and rents have held up has been hugely positive. There is some upward pressure on, on uh, construction costs, which has obviously been the case over the last number of years. Um, but yeah, look, things have, have held up better than what would have been expected at the, at the start of March. And from your perspective, what are the key drivers of growth then in the Dublin development land sector at the moment? Look, I suppose the two key drivers uh, for development land at the moment would be uh, the PRS sector uh, and uh, housing bodies. Now, the PRS sector um, is essentially the private rental rental sector, which uh, essentially is um, purpose-built accommodation built specifically for long-term rental um, that is managed and serviced by an institutional landlord. Um, I suppose the sector uh, would have evolved significantly over the last three years. Um, the first phase would have came in in 2012 onwards, whereby I suppose it was a uh, it was it was from the post recession era where there was a number of unsold apartments, and they were originally built um, for the build to sell market. But these were I suppose purchased by PRS operators and and made available to the rental market. Um, Phase two then would have came in from 2016 onwards and look, it was essentially new build schemes that were uh, essentially originally meant for the the build to sell market but professional investors came in and acquired them and made them available to the rental market. 
and I suppose phase three uh, then was essentially from 2018 uh, onwards, um, which were specifically focused on 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 built to rent design schemes. So there was changes to the apartment standards, uh, which allowed for, I suppose, um, buildings, apartment buildings to be um, made available and, and designed specifically um, for the rental market. Um, and there was concessions given then on, on the apartment's designs in terms of the amount of car parking, um, the number of units per core and, and in relation to the aspect. So it was more favourable um, from a design perspective um, for these built to rent schemes. Um, so that that has been a key driver uh, over over the last um, number of years on the development land side, uh, as well as obviously housing bodies, which they're very active in the moment uh, in seeking sites and working in partnership with developers to deliver much needed social housing. Um, the government's six billion rebuilding Ireland plan seeks to deliver an additional 50,000 housing units in the period up to 2021 and housing bodies have a significant role to play in that delivery and from what we've seen they are stepping up to the plate. So it'll be interesting to to keep an eye on that and I suppose then on top of that there has to be some challenges facing the market. Absolutely there's a number of of challenges facing the market at the moment I suppose the the key one is lending and from what we've seen lenders have, have taken a more cautious approach to financing development opportunities. I suppose they're providing uh, lower uh, loan-to-value ratios, higher interest rates, and uh, their preference is to seek funds fo- uh, to seek funding opportunities where exits are in place. And so this essentially means that cash buyers have a have an advantage in the market. Um, I suppose other um, economic uncertainties. I, I don't think I have to mention them out loud too much. But uh, to su- summarise, you the U.S. elections, COVID, Brexit, they're all obviously <laughs> things that are on everyone's mind at the Off moment. Off the top of your head, <laughs> absolutely. But um, it, it does feed into into confidence. Um, but I suppose an important point to remember is that uh, there is significant demand for housing across Ireland, and even the closing of of construction sites over COVID. Uh, most definitely hasn't helped that's that situation. And in terms of retail office and then industrial developments, how have they performed? Yeah, so look, from what we've seen, the demand for industrial land has held up well, uh, which reflects the uh, lack of industrial space uh, available currently in the market. Um, we've seen good interest from developers and investors seeking opportunities for speculative uh, developments and our design and build options. On the office side, um, there were a number of, of city centre opportunities due to come to the market over the last few months, but they've essentially been put on hold as vendors feel. It's just not the right time at the moment. On the retail side, uh, it's it's obviously challenging at the moment, but there are uh, a number of users such as uh, supermarkets and, and big box retailers who are, are pressing ahead uh, with their expansion plans. And hopefully that will, will continue, obviously. Absolutely. And how does the, the planning system, how does that impact then on the value of land at the moment? Yeah, so I suppose in general, um, all lands are zoned for a specific use within each county development plan. Um, the value of that land uh, is dependent on the market value for, for the use. Uh, and I suppose the, the market demand for that use. Um, these development plans are are generally updated on a six-year cycle. Um in Ireland, we have a hierarchy planning structure, uh, and at the top of that hierarchy is the uh, national planning framework, which was replaced uh, only recently by the 
or, or which was which has replaced, I should say, by the national spatial strategy, uh, and this provides a framework for growth for the next twenty years. Interestingly, in relation to the national planning framework, um, it it's a framework for growth to take account for the fact that the CSO have projected that Ireland's population will increase by one million people uh, up to twenty. 40, uh, which is obviously a, a significant amount of, of extra people to be able to cater for jobs uh, and infrastructure. The planning framework um, designates um, 25% of, of this growth to be de- to be associated with Dublin, um, 25% to be associated with uh, Waterford, Limerick, uh, Cork and Galway, uh, and then the other 50% on, on uh, the other regional areas. Um, from that, then regional, spatial, and economic strategies have have been prepared, and now we're seeing county development plans uh, being updated to comply with the uh, regional, spatial, uh, and economic strategies. Look, I suppose it's important um, going forward for each landowner to review these plans carefully. Um, from what we've seen recently, um, the publication of the draft uh, Meath County Development Plan, there's been significant dezoning of. of of lands which wouldn't have been designated for uh, future growth. Uh, I suppose Dunchockland will be a, a key example and uh, Navin too as well, there would have been lands which were zoned residential and that would have uh, changed to uh, em- employment use, uh, which obviously can have a, a significant impact on on the value of, of the lands in question. Um, there was other, I suppose, recent planning measures that were uh, introduced over the last number of years. I suppose one, one of the key ones would have been a, a vacant sites register which is essentially a register of lands in a local authority area uh, that are suitable for housing but haven't been put forward for development. Um, To give you an example, that the levy was calculated at 3% of the value of the land in in 2018 uh, and uh, it was now 7% of the value of land from from 2019 onwards, which is obviously a huge uh, burden and uh, a very onerous penalty on, on landowners. Um, on the positives in terms of planning policy, I suppose um, the introduction of of SHD, which is Strategic Housing Developments, um, which allows a developer to uh, apply for planning permission straight to onboard Planola if there's a uh, hundred or more housing units within the uh, scheme. This is obviously a fast track approach and has been a, a very positive addition to the market. So sitting here as we are, as we said, with COVID, Brexit, the US presidential elections and budget 2021 all swirling around us at the moment and obviously will have a huge economic impact. Give us your best shot, I suppose, at telling us how you think the market is going to perform over the next few months. Look, I think there's going to be continued demand for residential development opportunities, um, particularly on sites with planning permission uh, and in areas that are of interest to housing bodies and PRS operators. I suppose the market um, for residential units have evolved uh, over the last number of years and what is increasingly happening is that developers seek to sell blocks of apartments on a a forward purchase or a forward fund uh, approach. This uh, route to delivery effectively eliminates developers' risk um, with just construction risk left for a developer to manage and it is the preferred exit strategy particularly for apartment schemes. Look, I think the key issue uh, over the next few months will be a lack of new uh, sites coming to the market. Um, Vendors aren't pushing sites out to the market, particularly due to the uncertainty that that you've just mentioned, and also the lack of alternative investment opportunities. 
Um, in a lot of cases, uh, vendors just aren't aware that there would be good interest in, in, in their properties. Um, and I suppose the lack of new product uh, on the market at the moment should positively affect the prices achieved on existing stock. Um, we would anticipate that there will be more off-market approaches over the next few months with development opportunities discussed with potential purchasers without a full marketing campaign. I think larger sites will be a, be a challenge, um, particularly due to the tightening of the lending market. Structured deals rather than straight sales may be required until confidence returns to lending. Well, definitely some great insights there. Thank you, Martin, for joining us today. That's it for now. We'll be back next time with another look at the property market on the Lisney Property Podcast. Lisney, Ireland's leading full-service property advisory company.